afternoon, and welcome everybody! This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Oosie goosey! Edition of the program, Libations Friday is underway. Woohoo! That was a robust hello. Yeah, I feel good. I'm excited. Libations Friday, football tonight. Slew of good games tomorrow. The NFL has returned. The Bucks were victorious despite playing like ass. There you go. They tried to give that one away. How many times? How many times? Uh, I'm Jeff. That is is Tom. That is Tom. And Director Matthew is here as well. You are you. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for being with us. Happy Libations Friday to each and every one of you. Way to get in there early, Steve. Cheers to you, Sue. Uh, you, t- you as well is what I meant and to say. And to Sue, or Sue. Yeah. Hey, cheers to Sue wherever she is, wherever she is. Uh, you, I, if you're a Sue, I'm talking to you. How are you? <clears throat> Could be a successful basketball coach in town. Yeah, it's true. And I'm, I like Sue Simarall a lot. She's cool. We're friends. I mean, I, you know, I friends in that we don't go out and do things on the weekend or anything. But you didn't well, have a Labor Day barbecue. No, we no. didn't hang out. But no. we, we, we've known each other for a very long time. Uh, yeah, so I'm ready for football. I'm ready for, for Florida State tomorrow. I a lot of storylines here to get to, but a lot of uh, exciting other games to, to be excited about. Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program means that uh, indeed we'll have the opportunity to uh, talk to Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He will join us shortly. In fact, he'll join us at the bottom of this hour, and we'll go through the games uh, that he has selected for us this week, and then we get an opportunity. Welcome back, uh, the mother of the Jeff Cameron Show, for our Libations Friday pick segment. Uh, she returns as reigning champion. Is that right? That is right. That's was, right. Yeah, and she, you're going to roll out the spread this year because she's good enough. You said you graduated up a level, so you're picking against the number. You know what I did not do was educate her on what that means. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just go straight up again. I don't know. Okay. I'd rather right. do the spread, but, you know. I wouldn't. That's cruel. I don't know. I, I'll tell you something right now. We both know you, there's no way to make a living betting pro football. No, no, sir. I don't care. I You will not meet an honest man, anyhow, who tells you that he does exceptionally well betting the number in the NFL. And what I mean is, yeah, you want to cherry pick a game or two here and there, you might feel good about something or you get some insight. But if you tried to go through and pick every game against the number, man, that ain't it. I hit my prop last night, though. I had an opening night prop just because. Antonio Brown? It, well, it was Brady longest completion, and yes, it ended up being Antonio. Yeah. But I figure, given how many weapons the Bucks have, that's probably a good wager every, every week. week. Yes. Every week. Somebody's going to be wide the hell open, and they're probably going to be a pretty good football player. It was 39 and a half yards, so that touchdown, uh, that hit I mean, the marker for e- me. Easily. You know, I, I'll tell you something that's funny. I, I can't tell. First of all, for starters, I wanted to say that I thought it was great to see, and I mean this sincerely, I was happy for Dak Prescott. Good for him, man. Good for that guy because nobody likes to see brutal injuries like that. By all accounts, Dak seems to be a really good guy. I don't have anything against him at all. You know, he played in a Mickey Mouse offense in college, and he's come in and become a legitimate drop-back passer and a really, really good one at that. And so... Kudos to that guy. I don't know. I, he's 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 overcome a lot. Meaning, like when you come from an offense like that, it's awfully hard a to be seen and taken seriously. Although that's changed in the NFL a little bit more in recent years. But then, secondarily, 
once you do prove it, then obviously you want to see him continue to grow. And he had, and then he breaks. I mean, that was a brutal break. Like I, less of an injury has ruined many a man's oh, career. Sure. So yeah. I, I would just say to see him come back, and then remember all camp, the shoulder. You're like, oh, I don't know. This is he looked great. Oh, so, he was lights kudos, out. Yeah, kudos to him. Their tackles were excellent last night. They, yeah. I mean, they blocked it up. He had all day and most throws. And then you look in the second quarter, and I forget what it was. Maybe he's like 19 of 22, and he misses a couple throws towards halftime. A couple of wide open guys or, or the wrong shoulder, things like that. But he had two drops and three incompletions. Yeah. C.D. Lamb dropped two passes. Like He yeah. was basically playing a perfect half. No, he played great, and it was good to see him. And you know what? As uh, nice as that is to see, it's, it's good that it happened in a loss. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, Bucks turning the ball over left and right and amassing over 100 yards worth of penalties. Just That's a tough loss for Dallas. I'm not even doing the chiding thing here where I'm just, you know, sarcastically uh, pointing out Tampa Bay. No, no, look, I mean, that's a hard game to lose if you're Dallas. To throw for that many yards, to go on the road and play as well, and have your quarterback play that well in his first game back, to win the de- turnover batter- battle decisively, well, 4-1 to one or yeah, whatever plus it was. Three, yep, Yeah, plus three, yep. Yeah, plus three in the turnover battle. Uh, again, I add up those penalties. A lot of times I don't look at penalties, but when you amass over 100 in a game, you know, come on, man. I mean, that the Bucks did everything they could to give Dallas every opportunity to win the game, and then Dallas does not. And, you know, that's it's a long season. It's, it's a probably, damn shame. It's probably a good sign if you're a Dallas fan that you looked as good as you did. But that's a tough one to drop because if you're ever going to beat Tampa Bay in that situation, well, you were given every opportunity. Good Lord. I mean, we fumble going into the end zone. I'm not going to dwell on Godwin. He had a nice night otherwise. He did. He yep. kind of – that guy there, man. Mm. I have a love hate thing with him. He's a tough SOB. I'll give that's what gets him the pass. He gets the pass because he's tough. But boy, he will turn it over or drop it at a tough time in the game. I mean, we're going in the end zone, Chris. Mm, it's a, you're going to cover the eight pretty easily, I might add. Yeah, I know. I, I had it at a little bit higher of a number, and I had already conceded because they're going to kick the extra point to push it to nine, get it to a two-score game. Well, it tells you kind of probably the number that I had. It wasn't going to do me any good. Well, the nine would have done me good. I didn't bet it in real life, but I you know, had it on a certain sheet. Well, I, I played it when – oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. I played it when the rumors were that Dak wasn't going to be able to go. Yeah. That's when I jumped yeah. on I was like, oh, nine and a half is a discount. Let's go. And – as you can see, given what the running game did not do last night, without Dak, the Bucks win by 30. They could turn it over six times and probably win by 20. Bad news for the rest of the league that that Buck defensive line is still that good against the run because you'll one-dimensional everybody, and if we get any coverage at all like they did in the back half of the season a year ago, well, then, you know, the Bucks are really hard to beat. So, we'll see. I mean, you may get your wish. At some point, Dean may not be back there. Oh, man. And another rough night. Now, that's a loaded offense, though, when you're talking about the passing offense. So you you got to weigh that in there, but still, Jesus. Well, and then for anybody who drafted uh, this week in the fantasy world, if you took uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you're probably thinking, oh, again, again, we're not going to – he's just not going to do anything. I had Gus Edwards. Yesterday was a banner day for me. Man, I didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just Elliott. I just know a lot of people who did. And I feel like saying, you know, look, that's a a toughie because after last year – Career lows across the board really wasn't much of uh, an effective back. And then that game last night, you're like, breathe easy. It is Tampa Bay. They'll stop most running backs most days. Since the beginning of 2019, only two running backs have eclipsed 100 yards against the Bucks. I saw it this note happen. today. It doesn't happen these days. It was Chris Carson for Seattle 
Wow. And Dalvin Cook. That was a wild game in Seattle that went to overtime. Yep, yep. Winston played out of his mind. He was great. Uh, and it was one of those times that uh, once it went to overtime, we knew Russell Wilson was going to do what he uh, does. That was a special Bruce moment, too, because he was giving Russell enough time to take the, the – with the timeout usage. Yes, I remember was, I, I remember getting uh, text oh. feverishly. I remember you – what is he doing? Right. Yeah. What are and I was I was in agreement. There was a, an OJ Howard catch over the middle inside the twenty. I think he's like timeout. I'm like timeout. Why are you doing? What are you that? doing? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I remember it well. I remember it well. Uh, by the way, so any of you who did uh, listen to the show yesterday, you may have heard me make mention of some kind of combo wagers or some things you could have done, and one of those was Ezekiel Elliott under fifty five and a half for the game. You did mention I, that, didn't I, you? I did, Tom. Oh, I did. my and goodness. I just want to draw attention to that, that I did indeed. He he failed to get to the 55. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. <laughs> uh, look at that money. Look at that. What a day. What a what a cool day it is. Uh, it's not, you know, the Watts have been broke for years. I just don't, I'm so happy for them. T.J. Watt signs a four-year, $112 million extension. That is a kiss-my-ass-on-Main-Street moment. While you're in the midst of your career, you don't probably think too much about it because I have a suspicion that as annoying as the Watts are, there's no doubt that they want to have and be a part of a prolific career in which they get every ounce of their ability uh, while they're playing, and that they have the kind of Hall of Fame career that they've always envisioned, which is... So more people will like them, of course. Well, I'm saying if you sign a Watt and they and they have something in the tank, it's a good signing. Uh, they're really good players. Despite being two of the most annoying people on earth, they're very good players. Now, that said, what I'm saying is that if he had a moment, if he was capable of not being hyper-focused on getting the most out of every down he plays professional football, which is what you want when you sign a guy, then yesterday would have been a kiss my ass on Main Street because that is official FU money. You never have to do anything ever again. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Pantless. They also Pantless. orchestrated a PR move, too. You saw that, right? That there, you know, It was Schefter and Rappaport reported that uh, they the, the agents for the Watts were like, hey, you could get more money, hold out, hold out. And then TJ walked into Wayne Rooney's office and, and said, and I want to sign. You have a deal. Shook his hand and left and went right to training. I was like, oh, get out of here. You know, sometimes you're being played, Schefter and Ian. You're being played. That's completely staged and fake. Now, JJ was not fake when he helped Houston recover from a hurricane. But outside of that, he's pretty fake. Well, brother the same. I actually think, see, this is the weirdness in Will. Oh, I, you I, bought it. No, 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 no. I don't buy that. I, I think he wanted to play, and I think he likes playing in Pittsburgh. I, I can't imagine that there's anybody who doesn't love playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't even have to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan at all to agree with that. It's one of the better organizations in sports. Has been forever family-owned and run exceptionally well. They win every year. I mean, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. They, they are going to win 10, 11 games seemingly every season, and their fans are awesome. I mean, they're passionate anyhow. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you go to Pittsburgh and see oh, sure, it, their sure. fans are incredible. They're just in every sports bar in America. And I, you're like, well, will you please. proof again of how good a fan yeah. base they have. I mean, you can hate it. Wave your towel. I'm just saying you can hate it, but there's no denying it. That's a great fan base. It's a passionate fan base. So the point would be. Better than the Bucks, that's for sure. Well, better than every team in the league. I can't name a better fan base than the Steelers. There's not enough. Not the Packers, not anybody. Not the Packers. No. That's interesting. No, the Packers are great fans. But, I mean, is there a better fan base? I'm. 
listen, I'm, I'm in agreement with you about annoying. It's annoying. But if you remove that aspect and you just talk about passion and the volume, yeah, man, they're, that's, that's the fan base, right? Maybe the Raiders, but they're actually criminals. So it's like that's, <laughs> right, that's right. the problem. So I think the Dolphins have pretty good fans after all these but, years. But they don't enter into the realm of this. It's not even no, close. But here's that what, place is half empty when they suck. That's true. But I'm saying the people who are dedicated to Miami football, they might not live there. They might not live there. But you see them in sports bars yes. across America. They haven't been any good in 25 years. And I, yet there the people are wearing Dolphins jerseys. I've grown to appreciate that franchise more than I ever have in my yeah as I've gotten yep. older, partly because of my dad. And I have friends that are Dolphins. We all have friends, if you live in Florida, that are Dolphins fans. And that's fine. I actually have no problem with the Dolphins at all. And I do like their uniforms. But mm. I, they do. They're beautiful. But those fans, like I said, they'll, they'll not show up when the team's not very <laughs> Down good. there, yes. That, they yeah, won't. Yeah. <laughs> that place ain't always like, sold out. Every town has a Miami Dolphins fan club that gets together to watch games. I mean, that's impressive because mm-hmm. when you, that's almost like Buffalo Bills territory. And Buffalo's come around. And now they're good. But, you know, when you go on 20 years of not doing a damn thing, you have the Wildcat for five minutes. That's it. That's all you've had. It's impressive. <laughs> Bucks fans wouldn't do that. You would not see a Tampa shirt. I did well, for 10 years of the CP outside of two people. No, no, no. There are, no, there's a couple loyalists that have been. There well, are a couple. Yeah. Like, uh, I can name them. Terry and Lewis. About it. Well, I mean, you're a Bucks fan. I'm a Bucks yeah, fan. Me. Just because I don't go watch at the bar right, every day, every right. Sunday doesn't mean I'm, like even at the, I, mean, I used to go to the place on the Parkway, a different place years mm-hmm. ago. Right? Nary a Bucks fan ever, ever. I don't know, man. There are a lot I, now, though. There are well, a lot now. now. No, there's no no doubt that Johnny Come Lately is in play, but I don't know, man. I, I think you're giving Bucks fans a bad name here. And I'm not saying they're they're nowhere close to top ten fan base. I'm not trying to make that argument. Back to the point. Sorry. I do think T.J. Watt likes playing in Pittsburgh, wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. Obviously, if they paid him for the production that he's given them, then it would make an an easy decision to resign. I believe all that is true. I believe if you're teammates with those guys that you love playing with them because you have no doubt about the commitment and their responsibility, right? I mean, if you want a good teammate, it's a guy you know you can count on every day you walk into the building, right? Every day that you show up to work out, to watch film. And then when you go to bed at night, you know, I'm not going to get up and find out that my man just got arrested at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, I mean, like, that's, you want that. And so, even if you don't want to hang out with Holmes, he's a good teammate, right? You know, it's, and I would think that's true of those guys. Now, I wouldn't want to hang out with them either. I'd probably rather hang out with a teammate that does get in trouble. Yeah, I think but, you would. But, I think but, I would, too. Yes, but I'm saying. Insufferable. Yes, but I would say also I need to know that on game day you're going to do what we're paying you to do, and he is that guy. And he is really good. There's no getting, That's the other part. We can hate him all we want. Those guys are good. Well, J.J.'s not anymore, but. Yeah. It was more fun when he was organically good in Houston. It's like, have you seen that Watt guy for Houston? Yeah, he was It was a lot more good. fun in those days. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, but, uh, I, I will say this. It was good to have the NFL back last night. It was a lot of fun, uh, to, to now incorporate that. It feels so busy with greatness. Just like, look everywhere. Oh, stuff I love. Look at this. I'm overwhelmed. There's stuff I love all over the place. I don't have enough time for it. It's it's true. <laughs> it's just on you. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, I it mentioned just washes it, over yeah. you. Yeah, my wife is like, whoa, the NFL this weekend. I'm like, I know. Been so focused on college, it just smacks you in the face. You know what's funny about that? It's it it I said I use this as an uh, an analogy. I was talking about like when you have a really good sandwich, 
And I like sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Who the hell doesn't like a good sandwich? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sandwiches are delicious. Anyhow, when you have a really good sandwich, but it's too big, you've had, it's too much. It's 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 more than a foot long. This sandwich here, well, and you got to muscle up then. Well, but here's the thing: so you eat that first half, you're like, "Well, that that's really good," and it's so good, you're like, "You know, I'm full, but I'm going to eat that other half because it's just that good." Now I'm a fat ass for doing so, but I'm going to eat this other half. And then you start eating, and you're like, "This is ridiculous. why I'm I can't stop <laughs> yes, eating this yes. other half of the sandwich." Now there are better <laughs> subs than the grocery chain subs. Like yes. they're good, yeah, but they're yeah, overrated. Yeah. I think you well, know people talk about them like they move yeah. mountains. No, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're really good. But you get the whole, you oh. know, and you take that second bite of oh. the whole, you're the like, second half wrong. of it. You're like, this "What am I doing? What a, why am I doing this? This is just you know ridiculous." And then you go. When you take another bite, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, like, why am I doing this? Oh, those jalapenos are hitting today. Ridiculous. I am so full. Oh, God. I, don't, I shouldn't do this. That's what happens when the NFL joins the party and college football has already overwhelmed you the week before. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's on. Let's just watch it then. Flip around. Let's get them all Man, going here. I need a day just to relax. Seven hours. <laughs> Ooh, I'm locked in. Here we There's go. Scott. Let's What's up, get Scott? To? Here we go. Talk some Knowles in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Happy Libations Friday, everybody. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Happy Libations Friday. We're going to get Lee Sterling in here momentarily uh, for Paramount Sports and the new picks and all that good stuff. I look forward to it. Good to have have you on board. I can't speak all of a sudden. What are we doing here? I hope Lee has a 35 to 40 unit play this week because the board's tough. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of sharps, Mm. Eason, your favorite network. It's a good network. Say that this board is a difficult one this week. So if he's got to play, I want to hear it. I do like this question we were asked here by uh, Briley, and uh, I'm going to read it. Hey, Jeff, are you going to be keeping at least one eye on the Miami-Appalachian State game tomorrow night? I think there's a real possibility Miami's 2021 season ends in week two. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll glance over. I, I disagree with you. I think Miami's going to win, and I think Miami will win comfortably. Unless, of course, Riley, maybe your hunch is that they've quit already. I think that's... That program has had a lot of quit in them for a long time, so you, you never really know. But I, they're too talented for App State. It would be worth following up with Lee on that, though, because he did say last week before the Alabama game, and Lee's down there and connected to the program, mm-hmm. that I don't know, man. If they get blown out, that might be the end. So maybe this week there are I more can't. whispers that uh, Miami is just donezo. Wouldn't that be lovely? That yeah. would be a really good Saturday. I, I would love that. It would be uh, 
joyous to be able to, to watch that play out. It would also change projections for win totals at FSU. We would begin to have a different conversation. Everybody wanted to have that conversation after they saw the effort and the, uh, and the close loss to Notre Dame in overtime, and I wasn't willing to do that because I'm not surprised we got up to play that game and played hard. I am surprised at how dominant the defensive line was. I thought it was good. I thought going into the season it might be, at least the starters, uh, a strength. We talked about it, yeah, but I didn't yeah. think they'd be dominant. I, I, I didn't think you'd no. see domination. Now, I love, you know, all year long, all offseason, I talked about Jermaine Johnson, but I didn't know that we were going to see a dominant yeah, The best part about that game is how everybody got downhill. It just it translated. Sometimes things in the spring and things in practice, you know, they're, they're a little bit overrated yeah, in those yeah, elements, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't see them, you know, when it's real in the fall. But you could see it in the spring game. It was building the attack mentality, and they still got stuff to clean up. It's not like they're perfect, but not by any means. But they swarmed to the football. They celebrated with one another. I know that's one of your keys that you love to see. All of it. Defensive football teams that will sacrifice for one another, and a lot of defense is about that. Uh, A lot of guys, I mean, obviously you have your keys, and oftentimes – those keys don't lead to you making the play. It's it's that you're at, a, at the right place where you're supposed to be so that somebody else can. And because there's a lot of sacrifice, well, football's a game of sacrifice. Football's a game where we always say that, uh, hey, uh, it's the ultimate team game. I mean, you know, we see the big plays, but there's everybody is is doing the right thing if a big play happens. But in, in on defensive football, man, time and again, that sacrifice, which leads to the big hit or a stop in the backfield or a huge third down, so that it lends itself to celebrating together in groups that are together that way. Uh, you know, they kind of reveal themselves with the passion with which they play, but also a willingness to celebrate somebody's moment together. You see that a lot, and I think it's important. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, is on the board. Let's bring him up and look at some games. Lee, happy Friday, buddy. Oh, yeah, happy Friday. No, you're feeling good after the Tampa Bay win, huh? Yeah, happy to get a win after playing poorly with uh, four turnovers and 100 yards of penalties, and they still win. Yeah, I'll take that. 1-0. and On to yeah, next week. I, yeah, I'll tell you something. I think Dallas is an improved team. Sure, sure. I uh, thought Dak looked great. CeeDee Lamb. I mean, yep. he wasn't coming back from COVID. I mean, he's almost unguardable. And A.B. looked... He just didn't look right last year. Last night he looked right. <laughs> yeah, he looked fast again, didn't he? Yeah. He looked really yeah. fast. Yeah. Uh, he's he's fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's an unfair amount of weapons that Tampa Bay has, and and, right. and you know from week to week, sometimes you're reminded of other guys. You're like, oh, that's right, he's on the oh, team. Got this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got some guys. Hey, I have a question for you because yeah. one of your first games here. I'm going to skip. I'll get back to Ohio State and Oregon. Yeah. But one of your one of your first games here is the Miami game, and I think Miami wins the game. But I have a question because you said before that game against Alabama that you worried that if they got run out the room and they did, yep. that they would kind of just go through the motions. Now that has been the mo for the Canes for a while now. Right? You think that happens? I think it's likely, uh, unless Manny's a really good coach and he's not something. You know, uh, I could see it happening. Here's what I had a problem with. Everyone knows that Alabama has more talent than any other team. Mm-hmm. From the opening kickoff, Miami won the kickoff. They won the, the coin toss. Yeah. Why did they elect to play defense? <laughs> you just thought it was setting the wrong tone to give it up quick? I, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm looking at everyone. We saw we all looked at each other like, if Alabama goes up 10 or 14 nothing, 
what are the chances that your team is going to beat right. Alabama? Uh, yeah, zero point zero, right? Yeah, I don't think it matters much, though. I, I don't. No, but but it's 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 sending the message mm-hmm. and and be aggressive. Um, call a trick play. Come up with some formations that the other team hasn't seen. Nothing. I mean, this is your innovative Red Lashley. I didn't see it. Uh, you know, just just dumbness. Uh, for instance. Miami a couple times rushed a cornerback and a linebacker from one side. So if you got four guys coming from one side, wouldn't you want to tell the other guys uh, defensive end you might want to not want to be looping all the way around the tackle? Yeah. Just stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to come to you. I mean, these are like these are, these are like things I learned in in, in youth league football. Right. So I, I just don't get. I don't know whether the kids aren't smart enough. They're not teaching them correctly, or a comment probably a combination of two. Well, do they at least bounce back giving the eight and a half against Appalachian State? That's the question. <laughs> I think if they, if they would have shown well this line's 12 and a half to 13. Mm-hmm. So Chase Bryce. Who's awful. Get it. Yeah. I think he's, can I say garbage? You can say garbage. Okay, he's garbage. Not as a human being, but as a football player. Yeah, as a football player. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts off at Clemson, goes to Duke. Yeah. In the game last year against Miami, he goes 10 for 15 for less than 100 yards, gets strip-sacked, his team lose 48 nothing. Mm-hmm. Now he's a starting quarterback at Appalachian State. I mean, tell me they don't have better than this kid? I don't get it. The U is 6-0 and against Sunbelt Conference teams. Uh, I'll ride with him here, uh, 37-17. If they don't win by double digits... Um, they'll go from thirty-five thousand. No, actually, Michigan State. So they might there might be five thousand Michigan State fans. So there might be thirty thirty-five thousand. But they get to the end of the year, they play like a, play like a Virginia. There'll be twenty-five thousand. It'll, it'll be pick a section night. Oh man, I'll have to come down. We'll pick a section. We'll watch Virginia win by three touchdowns. It'll be a fun day. Um, okay. All right, here we go. Ohio State minus fourteen and a half against Oregon. If you got on this early, you could have got it less than that. I hope you did. Uh, I, I wonder about this Oregon team traveling uh, at 9 o'clock, body clock. I don't care about that stuff, but I think of all the things stacked against them. But they do have athletes, so talk to me about this game. That's why I think they have a chance. I don't think this is a special Ohio State team at all. I think this is one of the worst teams they've had in the last 10, 15 years. Still saying they're pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's wide receivers and running backs are better than the Ducks, but the Ducks got some skilled players. They recruit. I mean, Mario may not be able yeah. to figure out that you can take three snaps with two minutes to go and just uh, take a knee and win a game. He hasn't figured that out. But here's something that most people didn't figure. Joe Moorhead, offensive coordinator for the Ducks, mm-hmm. he was Penn State's offensive coordinator in 16 and 17. He is in, he's not in unfamiliar territory. He won 24-21 in 16 and almost pulled it off. They lost 39-38 in 2017 here. They've beaten three straight-ranked opponents. They're not going to win the game, but I think it's going down to the wire, 42-35. You know, it's interesting. Under Ryan Day, who is an elite coach, uh, Ohio State is averaging 49.8 points per game. That's just ridiculous. So even if their defense... Let's see what they do against some better teams. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Let's go to uh, Pitt, minus 3.5, versus Tennessee. Uh, I, I think there's a, a measure of redemption going to happen this weekend for the ACC. We have back-to-back games in which we're going to talk about where that redemption comes from, if I'm right. But I may be wrong. Who do you have here? I, I think you got a good team here. So normally the SEC is stronger, but these are some stronger teams. Top, Maybe not the best teams in the ACC, but certainly the top four or five. 
and Tennessee certainly in the bottom three or four of the SEC. They look good, Tennessee, the first couple drives, and then even Bowling Green figured out the tempo and got used to it. And something they're not going to do, Bowling Green was rushing three most of the game and dropping eight. Pittsburgh's going to come after him. Pittsburgh will put pressure on the quarterback. They had five sacks last week. They had 46 sacks in 11 games last year. Uh, Pat Narduzzi, was strange. You think of Pitt having being pretty good at home. They're not. They're better on the road. Eight and three is a road favorite here. And I think Jordan Allison's the difference here. Wide receiver, he might come up with a big play. Give me Pitt here, 27-14. Also, because Joe Milton for Tennessee sucks. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. You can say that on the air, too. Right? Yeah, he's he's okay. freaking awful. Uh, NC State minus two on the road against Mississippi State. I think NC State is one of the better three teams in the ACC. What are your thoughts on this game? Agree with you 100%. The other team in the SEC to look out for, and I'm hint, hint, I'm playing them this week, is Kentucky. I think Kentucky's under the radar. They're finally balanced. But NC State may not have anyone drafted in the first three or four rounds, but they are a solid team. They play within themselves. Uh, with Leary a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, they just don't, they don't beat themselves. I mean, and and that's half the battle: not committing, you know, turnovers, not committing penalties. Um, they run good routes. They catch the ball. Uh, they don't miss tackles. They don't like Miami throw their bodies at people. If you can tell them, still upset from the game. <laughs> 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 I mean, when, when you learn to tackle, when yeah, no, no, you got to put your body on somebody. Yeah. Do you ever remember someone just throwing their body on your high school team? If there's a kill shot available, where you know you could get yeah. somebody's ribs or something like that and try to break them or something like that, but yeah, for the most part, you're trying to wrap up. Yeah, against I mean against lower level. Players. Right, right, right. Yeah. When gets Alabama? Or no, no, you're gonna you're gonna wrap up there. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So I, I, I'm looking at this Mississippi State team, and they're year two. He, he ran off 36 kids already. So the roster they have about 70 scholarship kids. They have a decent, at best, average quarterback, Will Rogers. After him, they have nothing behind him. They don't have any depth. Their receivers aren't top end, so they got to go 12, 15 play drives to move the ball down the field. And Mike Leach, how about this? 9-18 and 18 against the spread his last 27 games. I think the bloom is off. Give me state here. I agree. They're one of the top three teams in the ACC. I'm picking another ACC team over an SEC team. 31-23. Redemption week. Green Bay minus four against the Saints. This game going to be played in Jacksonville. I'm excited to see it because I think Jameis vastly improves that New Orleans offense because they can attack down the field, which they couldn't do with Drew Brees at the end of his career. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, Green Bay given four. What do you say? What did you think the line was going to be on this game? Three. Oh, I thought it was going to be six. six mm, no, I, I actually – Green Bay has, for whatever reason, I know the stat – played terribly in the state of Florida. Right. Uh, the humidity and all that stuff. A lot of those guys, I don't know what it is, but they don't play well down here, so I kind of thought yeah. maybe three, but all right. Okay, okay. I think the line should be six, six and a half. I think being a neutral site uh, game, uh, I think will help Green Bay. I think it's going to be 60-40, maybe 70-30 Green mm-hmm. Bay fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers put up 37 in an empty Superdome last year without Devontae Adams. So, I'm looking at New Orleans. I think they have maybe bottom three cornerbacks in the league. And then on top of that, no Michael Thomas. I mean, they got to go down the field. And, you know, you can get by for a couple games when you didn't have Drew Brees. You know, you, you could scheme things up. I think people are going to figure them out here. I like Green Bay 34-23. Game of the week is one of my favorite games to watch uh, this weekend. And it is Iowa State and Iowa, the Cyhawk Trophy. Uh, and, and really, first time ever for this group that you have – 
if you're looking at the AP poll, a battle of two top ten teams. Uh, game day going to be there, a lot of fun. Uh, how can folks get that game from you, Lee? Just call 800-400-9741. You've known me now. How long have we been doing show? Oh, like 15 years, something like that, maybe longer, yeah. yeah. How long have you been on the air? Totally? 23 years. Maybe it's 20. Yeah. So I just texted you a game. Now I got I it. I'm looking at it. From 10 to 50 units. We've been doing that now for 15 years. Woo-hoo-hoo! I have never, never, we're 52 and 18 on our 40 to 50 unit max wagers, never released an NFL 40 to 50 unit play week one. I found a game where a team is underrated by three or four points, team is overrated by three or four points, injuries line up perfect, even check the weather, the weather's perfect. We're going with a 50-unit max wager. Anyone wants to get involved, you can try us out three weeks. For a phone service, just $297. Use coupon code SAVE100, ParamountSports.com. Love it, Lee. Love it. Be good, brother. Thanks, Jeff. All right, talk to you soon. Well, that was fun. I have the <laughs> McConaughey gets me every time for the radio <laughs> listeners. You've got to see the YouTube feed for the McConaughey photo. Just go to the Lee Sterling segment. Oh, oh my god, it's too good. Especially right when he says, "I've got a fifty-unit play." I <laughs> see the face. Bump. He's all over it. Matthew is all over it. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show. It's definitely Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program on War Chant TV and ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV, Live Nations Friday. You guys, all of us together, woohoo, doing some things. To recap real quick, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, took Ohio State, oh, excuse me, took Oregon to cover, didn't he? Uh, I think he did. I can't remember. I I'm he, still uh, laughing way uh, too hard. I think he did. I think he did. I would not have, uh, although I don't want anything to do with this game. I, I run or take the over. Yeah, that's what you were working, and he wasn't having it. You're like, you know, they scored 49 and a half. He's like, yeah, but, you know. Oh, no, so you I, play, let's uh, go over here, Lee. I'm talking totally. Uh, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going total yeah. here. Uh, Miami minus eight and a half against App State. He did. Uh, he rode with his canes. Uh, Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Yep. NC State minus two against Mississippi State. Yep. And then he took Green Bay. A lot of, fa- a lot of favorites. Just the one underdog. Got to be careful on that one. It's a good point he made about Green Bay, though, because a lot of times matchups for coordinators and quarterbacks, are they're just a thing. Styles make fights, and, and if you figured out the Saints defense like Rodgers did last year, I, I like that logic there. Plus the neutral site thing, because the Superdome can make a difference. There's very few stadium and environments that can make a difference at the NFL level. I think Arrowhead's one of them, Seattle, the Superdome if it's really rocking. But if you're out in Jayville, that's a home game for the Packers. All good points. Uh I'm I'm curious. I I think the Saints. Well, listen. If obviously Green Bay will be smart, they're gonna understand that they're dealing with a different animal, in, in that they have to guard the whole field now. I mean, everybody who played New Orleans the last two years were like, "Well, just get up right up on the line of scrimmage, let that little pop gun arm throw it about five yards, and then try to make the tackle." And Peyton could still scheme it open. Uh, it was that. That's my greatest argument for him being one of the best coaches of all time. He had a child at quarterback, and he somehow found a way. But he wasn't a child for about 12 years there. That's the oh, thing. no, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer. He's a great quarterback who now has one of the worst weaves in I football. Was, I was just about to say, oh, yeah. spray-painted dome. Twitter was all over it. My guys, good job, everybody out there in the Twitterverse, sending me the visual evidence of Drew Brees just looking absurd. We go from being bald to just, that's like McConaughey. What are we doing? Well, but he got a good one. Done, oh, his you know, like, is, yeah, it's all and Brady well, as well. 
It's funny they were doing before the game started last the deal. night. They all have a common denominator, Tom. Money. Massive amounts of money. Yeah. You can't half step a weave. It is the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. You've got to go Bosley Plus. You got to get <laughs> after this thing. You cannot have some willy nilly weave up there. And if you have, I don't know. $200 million or so laying around. Get a good weave. What are we doing? There he is on the visual. You can see what, what's going on there. But, you know, they did the time lapse last night of Brady's all of his Super Bowls, and you can see it. Where he's bald, yeah, and it's all like of a sudden proof, it's and nobody, nobody thinks about it. Oh, I've thought about it. Yeah. I started calling it out. He went from going bald like his dad to all of a sudden having a lion's mane. I was like, what are we doing here? And it is literally. It's, it's, it's just too ridiculous. wacky. It's the big lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Anyhow, that said, um, oh, gosh, guys, stop it. USF won't be within 20. Don't do that to yourselves out there. Stop asking ridiculous questions. That program is one of the worst in football right now. Jeff Scott's got such a long ways to go. I saw that Daryl asked about Miami 4-5 or yeah. loss season because actually that could be one thing that would hurt us a little bit is if they're so bad that they make a coaching change and they get a name with a splash that might upset who's, the... I don't know. Who's taking that job these <laughs> That's days, a good man? Question. I mean, damn it. But if it's somebody who's able to recruit, you might get that little surge in late November, early December that upsets the apple car a little bit. Here's the deal with Miami. I'm going to answer the question. The question was if Miami loses four or five games this year, Will they fire Manny Diaz? Uh, this is year three for Manny Diaz. He went six and seven in his first year. You kind of get a pass there. Uh, it's your first year. You're taking oh, well, over a program yeah. that's and Rick was like that was unexpected. That came out of nowhere that he yeah. was retiring. So so you kind of I mean it counts, but you're not really holding that against him. So as he starts to take over and try to build the program, he goes eight and three, seven and two in the conference. So you can see where I'm going here, guys. The answer is no. They're not firing him if he has a bad year. Now, he will enter the following year directly on a burning hot seat. But you know what's weird about Miami, and this is what we're hoping never happens to us. I would tell you that in a, in a COVID year like they had a year ago, that, listen, 8-3, and 7-2, and two, that, that's about the best you can hope for if you're Miami. I mean, they're not what they were. We all know that. And there's some good players there, but they're not elite. They're not at Clemson's level. They're not. There's nothing close to that. So, I don't know what your expectation is right now at Miami until you get a stacked roster, which they have a good roster, but they don't have a stacked roster. There you go. So next year when we go up to Charlotte together in the Warchant Caravan, mm -hmm. we'll have to get an 18 passenger van for that. I want to get one of those big Mercedes vans. Those things are beautiful. Those things are. Yeah, they're nice. I want one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of bands use those. I'd and like to use one. The Cameron Clan needs to use one. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. Uh, when we go for Coastal Day, because we're going to get Radio Row back, mm -hmm. you can ask Manny Diaz like you used to ask <laughs> Steve Adazio. What is fair to expect, expect at Miami? Miami? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a half a facility. You got you you got to drive forty five minutes to get to your stadium. You don't have fans. I mean, there's nobody there. What's reasonable expect at Miami? Oh, I'm sure he'd love that question. First question out the gate. Here's the funny thing. Secretly, he might chuckle. He's a four state graduate. Secretly, he might chuckle. Now, he would have to put on a brave face and all that other stuff, but he would probably Championships. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's what we expect, championships. Well, keep on dreaming, buddy. More power to you. But I, I will just say, again, they're not firing him after this. Now, I guess if you – I will say they this. They might quit, though. If they quit, if because <laughs> you can't abide by quitting. I have had this mantra. I've talked about this a lot over the years. I'll be patient with you if I see that you're you're working your ass off you have a game plan, you have 
you know, you, there's, there's some, something of substance to you, and the players are trying, and they've bought in. And if you're just not good enough and you're losing some games or you, you have some bad breaks, I, I'll get, I'm inclined to give you another year. If I see guys just walking around, quitting, not bought in at all, I mean, ultimately, that really hurt Willie. Not only were they getting blown out, but the players weren't in. They were not in. That was the problem. They didn't believe in him. And when you saw that, you're like, oh, well, we we got problems here. Uh, it's probably because the doors of the facility were locked on game day or something. It's I don't just, know. It was... <laughs> just all standing out there. Can we get to the locker room, please? 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a libations Friday. It's the Jeff Cameron Show. This ancient river bad sea where all the follies Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Like, subscribe, send around, tell everybody you know. Dance in the front yard. Uh, Steelers-Bills, one of my favorite games from the NFL this week. Over under 100 yards. This is not a bet. It's a conversation. It is about the way the story of the game plays out. It's one of the better games at the 1 p.m. slot on CBS. Najee Harris, yay or nay, 100 yards uh, total. Oh, over okay. Under. Total. So receiving, mm-hmm. rushing, combined, yeah, he's way dual, over. Dual threat guy. Way over. I think that that's going to be the offense this year. Even though Big Ben looks more spry, we all know about the receivers. And I think early on in the season, the key for defenses will be to match up against Claypool and Deontay Johnson and mm-hmm. the third guy I can't think mm-hmm. of right now. So that would mean a passive front. Najee Harris, big time involved in this game. He probably goes for a buck twenty-five or more. Quick stat for you, Josh Allen of the Bills. 37 touchdowns a year ago, passing 4,544 yards, 25 rushing touchdowns over the last three seasons, make him uh, ninth amongst all players in the last three years for touchdowns. I mean, that's he's a beast. It's been a really good all development players. for him. It was a cute story two or three years ago mm-hmm. where it's like, man, that guy runs for a lot of yards. And then you watch and you see that he's getting better and better. The key for them this year, obviously, the symmetry, if they can match up with him in the playoffs, is are you better against the Chiefs? Are you better than you were last year? Because that game was over. You could see it in the first quarter. You're like, oh, man, I don't know that they're up for this today. And they weren't. If you're curious, just because I like to throw this in there, for those who are, the Bills covered in six of their eight home games last year. Good team at home. Okay. And that was with nobody in the stands. Yeah, good team at home. Uh, And that's one of the better places. Bills fans are great fans, too. I'll I'll give them credit. They're insane. Yeah. 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 A little out there. A little... They get loose on game days. Video proof everywhere. In general, you know, I, I asked uh, Darren Poopa, former Lightning goaltender, who I randomly saw at the corner pocket once a couple of years ago. That was weird. Like, what are the fans like in Buffalo? And he's like, oh, they get a little crazy. <laughs> you think? I, he's like, I had to stay home. Uh, I'm also intrigued by Seahawks Colts. I'm also intrigued uh, a little bit. I'm surprised that, um, I don't know, Cardinals-Titans is a low spread. I, I feel like the Titans should win that game comfortably. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't know what's going on there, but usually Vegas knows you know, yeah, something's uh, up. It's the NFL, man. Uh, one o'clock also uh, of the games that we're circling just that we like. Chargers at Washington. Let's get it oh, on. Yeah, there great. it yep. is. There it is. Justin Herbert was sacked 32 times last year. Washington recorded 47 sacks last year. Here we go. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. That could be a good team, you know, and and you see what the offense is. I don't want to overreact. Are you talking about the Chargers or Washington? I'm talking about Washington. I think they're both good. Well, yeah, I was actually just, you know, L.A. I expect to be good, but Washington might actually win 10 or 11 games. And if you see the offense from Dallas last night, you could get a couple of really nice matchups because Fitz and McLaurin and Curtis Samuel with Antonio Gibson, 
That's a fun offense. Something to note with Fitz, it, he's really good or really bad. There's, you know, when you get the bad Fitz, yeah. he's bad. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, yes, it does. But they still might win those games because their defense is so damn good. Yeah, unless he's throwing interceptions because he will do that. Tallahassee Knowles, take note. This one is for you. I got enough time? Yeah. Yeah, 30 seconds. Announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Nolan Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. If you're a lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU Miami game on November the 13th. Got to be 21 years of age or older to get in, so make sure you do it. Bud Light Fan to 31996.